Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms. This is a big one. Big we have an one. announcement in case you haven't heard. Da, 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 da. This is the worst kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone already knows, but Ingrid, that's me. I'm pregnant again for the third time. Another baby. And it's a baby girl due in the beginning of August. So we are super excited. Um, And, you know, just counting down every month, week, hour, minute, you know, because all us anchor moms, you know, like we love having kids, but we hate being pregnant. So that's part of it. True. And True. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm owning the fact that, you know, you know, I've felt awful and it's just kind of part of the process. The journey. And it's part of your journey. It's part of our journey together, me and my unborn child. <laughs> so <laughs> what did, what did your kids say? Do you think Liesl gets it at all yet? Or what, what, is, um, what was their reaction? She, I keep talking about like the baby in my stomach and stuff. She goes, no, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> Like she, I'm like, oh gosh, she's gonna. Have this to, is like, gonna be tough. Yeah. This is gonna be tough. Um, but I'm so excited. It's a girl because I just, I just love having a little girl. She's just so sweet and loving. Oh my gosh, she's so loving. So I'm just like hoping that this next girl is also that way. <laughs> and I have a sister, and we all have sisters. Um, and my sister and I are pretty much two years apart. These girls will be two and a half years apart. So I hope they're best friends and um, hopefully their big brother will protect them their whole lives. And Aww. I'm just, yeah, I, I love the fact that it's a girl. And this is my last pregnancy. Gosh darn it. Oh. We are done. <laughs> I don't we know. I mean, done. you just said that aloud. So like now I feel like, yeah, I keep saying it. Like I keep repeating it out loud. Right. Like does every, so it does really happen me here. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Like there will be no more children. So yeah, this is it. But well, we yay. are so excited for you. Thank yay, you. Yay. We're ready for another bebe, another yes. little one to snuggle. We Those are. newborn snuggles are the best. Just you know, mask up, ladies, mask up. I know. <laughs> During a pandemic, nonetheless. You know, hopefully by the time you have this baby, yeah. um, some of the pandemic uh, restrictions will have eased and life will be sort of back to normal. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. That's what I'm sad thinking. going for my first ultrasound and like my husband couldn't be there. I know. It was kind of a bummer. So, and I'm sure he won't be able to come to the next one either, but that's okay. But yeah. he'll be there. At least it's not your first. Like, you've done it. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I think that would be. He's like, I've seen ultrasounds before. Like, I'm yeah. I know what's going okay. on. Yeah. They all look the looks, same. Looks, They're just like blobs. Little blobs. Blob. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Well, we're excited okay. for your little blob. Thank you. From the news desk. This one is from Huffington Post and it's titled Mom's have held everything together this past year except for their friendships. 
Um, and it basically just talks about how, you know, throughout this pandemic, like you're making sure your kids are being homeschooled or you're getting them to school and you're working on your job and you're cooking dinner and you're cleaning the house um, and sort of all of those um, relationships, even even relationships that were kind of like on the margins of your life, like maybe somebody you had lunch with every couple of weeks that kind of has all gone to the wayside because, of course, just as we talked about, just all those COVID restrictions. Um, the the mom in this article, uh, this is one of the things that the article says. It says, anytime she once had for herself evaporated and anytime she had for relationships outside of her children and husband dried up as well. Um, I think this is like for sure true. And maybe not even just if you're a mom, I think probably the human race is feeling this right now. I was just thinking about the three of us. Guys, I barely see you beyond these anchor mom Skype calls. I mean, true. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. um, One of the quotes that really stuck out to me was, um, when we're around different people, the parts of ourselves that overlap with them come out. So each different tie that we have makes us know and feel ourselves more deeply and feel more rich and full as people. So it sort of feels like parts of ourselves are shriveling up. And that really was like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes, yes, this is true. I mean, I just, and it's funny because my husband and I have this conversation a lot. He's more of an introvert. So he's like, I'm not really minding this that much. Like, you know, he, of course, wants things to return to normal. But, you know, the social aspect for him is like, meh, and he's still going to work. So it's kind of fine. I feel like I'm literally, there's days where I'm going crazy. Because I just, that isolation is just, ugh, it's so much. Um, And so I think that that, and I think that quote really shows, you know, yeah, there's parts of us that, when we hang out with different friends, we feel different things. We talk about different things. We realize different things. And I just miss that. I really, really miss that. Yeah. It makes you more of like a complex person, right? Like, in, right. you know, you, you maybe even act a little bit differently around mm-hmm. your girlfriends than you would, you know, your husband or your kids. Right. And that's a For good sure. thing. And that's a healthy thing. And I like how they talk about how, you know, girlfriends are necessary. And I think we all find the value and see the value in like our, our best friends, right? Like our lifelong best friends we've kind of always had. And I think in general, in, at this point in our life, like our best friends are kind of scattered and, you know, you kind of communicate with them when you can anyway. So we're used to that. But even like casual friendships, I think we're realizing now are actually incredibly valuable. I mean, the three of us are very good friends, but we also worked together. So we did spend a lot of time together pre-pandemic. And like Katie was just saying, like that has been completely like torn away from us. Right. Yeah. And I, I just got to say one of my favorite parts about working here at the TV station, like I like my job, but I used to have two of my best friends working here alongside me, you know, and this podcast, while I love seeing you guys via Skype, it used to be sort of like an extension of our friendship. Remember how yeah. we, I mean, this is sort of how this podcast came together is like people would hear us sort of like gossiping and complaining and whining about motherhood in the newsroom. That was like sort of our Karen Ingrid and I would get to work before Karen and then Karen would like roll in and then we'd spend 20, 30 minutes just sort of catching up. And like, that just doesn't happen anymore, you know? Um, Because even though it was work, it was also like an opportunity to sort of escape your husband and your kids and like your home life. Um, And that's just, you know, now work, I mean, I hate to say this, work is work. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that, and you're right. Like, it's almost like, you know, you need to vent about mm-hmm. other yeah. people in your life to other people. And that's a healthy thing. It doesn't mean anything that 
against your husband or your kids or your mom or your friends or anything, but you have to communicate to other people about those feelings that you have or else it's just sitting inside of you. And that's not a good feeling either. And I love how in the article it says um, a desp- that we are in desperate need of that emotional lifeline. I mean, that's what it is. It's an emotional mm-hmm. lifeline to have these friends. And I don't know, sometimes we, so we are all, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably have gathered that we are like pretty strict when it comes to COVID, like regulations. Um, like we are very strict. We, our we follow all the rules. We yep. follow all the rules. We're not yep. like, you know, skipping things. Um, but do you ever, and we kind of all had this conversation the other day off the podcast is, do you ever think like, are we crazy? Are we like going too far to the point where emotionally and mentally we are causing harm to ourselves or maybe to the, you know, our close family because we are taking this too seriously? Or is that just a silly notion? Because of course we should be taking it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but I sometimes feel like literally Brian and I are the only people in the world who are legitimately not socializing, not going to restaurants, Mm -hmm. not going to parties, not hanging out with other people. And sometimes I feel like, are we, is, are we like, who's the fool here? Us, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like the people who are doing that kind of stuff or like, are we the fools, right? The ones who are, you know, just taking it next level. So I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I feel like it's, we're not the fools, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I, the other day had this thought and I literally crossed my head. I can't even believe I'm admitting this, but it literally crossed my head. Like, you know, maybe I would rather like take the chance and like maybe get COVID just to have some social interaction and to be sane again. Like that is how bad, you know what I mean? It was like that, like, you know what, maybe, maybe to your point, like maybe, maybe I'm being too strict. Maybe this is crazy. Maybe we just need to go out there and start living our lives again and be normal people. And you know what, if, if we get it, we get it. Well, and you know, I, I just talked to my OB the other day and she was, she was talking about how, you know, you, you obviously have to be very safe. Like when you're pregnant with COVID, she's like, but also a huge part is you have to stay mentally healthy and sane. And that is in some ways just as important. So, I mean, you know, we got to jump on these Zooms more often, you know, maybe do more of those socially distant hangs, something like that. So we can all kind of get some more joy and, and build these friendships again that we may be slowly losing. And, you know, yeah. I, I think as the weather um, gets better, mm-hmm. things are going to be easier. I know Karen and I texted on Friday, like, Hey, like we would like love to get together, but the weather was miserable this past weekend in Asheville. And it just was not feasible to drag kids over into somebody's like muddy, snowy, freezing backyard to have right. a beer. Right. So I think once the weather gets better, it's going to make socializing just a little bit easier. And also vaccines, right? Right, right. And there's hope, guys. There is. And I liked at the end of the article, it did say, like, remember, these are seasons, seasons of life, right? And, you know, I think we just have to kind of, like, swallow the fact that, yeah, we're going to be exhausted and we might not have time to talk as much to our friends and keep those relationships right now. But, yeah, hopefully in six, eight months, we'll be right back at it. And here's the good thing. I feel like, especially with you guys, but I think with other friends too, right? Like your mom friends, even if you haven't seen them in a while, you just go right back to where you left off, right? So oh, I feel yeah, like definitely. when all this is no. over, yeah. it'll just be like, okay, here we are again. So, yeah. you know, 
there's that to look forward to. But it's been a year. I mean, we keep saying this, you know, it's like, how much longer? I know, I know. (sighs) Next article, ladies, comes from the Washington Post. And the gist of this article is, um, the title is called, It's Time to End the TV Trope of the Needy, Empty Nest Mom. Of course, we're like, we're all new moms, but I think it's really a good perspective. The author of this article is like in her 60s. She has older grown kids. Um, And I, you know, we always, we all have, you know, mother-in-laws and mothers. So I like this article a lot for several reasons. So the gist of it is um, empty nest moms. The idea is, the stereotype is empty nest moms have nothing better to do than beg for inclusion from their adult kids. Okay, that's kind of like what society says. This is what all like how all grandmas are. Um, and the author is saying that's not actually the case. You know, that's not how it is for me. Um, and I like how they reference all of these like sitcoms on TV because it really gets you know you get a good pulse on kind of like culture, current culture when you talk about this. Um, this is an ABC comedy which I have never seen. This have you guys seen this? Call your mother. Um, so Kira Sedgwick, I have like seen her do a couple of interviews on it on like the morning TV shows. I haven't seen the TV show, but I knew it existed before I read this article. So same idea as I was saying is the mom is kind of like, will not let her daughter go. She's her daughter is like 40 years old and her mom is like, I'd still be breastfeeding you if we like lived in France. Right. (laughs) Right. She like drives, she moves across the country to be with her daughter. Can you go potty? That sort of thing. No, I don't need to go potty. Ingrid, do you need to go potty? I don't need to go potty. <laughs> What's going on over there, Karen? <laughs> oh, now she muted. Now, now she muted it. No, you mute during when you talk potty. <laughs> not after. My phone is acting up. You good, sweetie? Um, okay, sorry, guys. Continue, continue. <laughs> How's the potty training going over there? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> so um, anyways, that's uh, the ABC comedy, Call Your Mother. Um you know, they say that the notion that women take their whole identity from their children is right out of the 1950s. And that's not the case for many moms now. Um, empty nesters are supposedly are expected to just kind of fall apart when their children leave them. And they don't know what they could possibly do because their only identity is being a caregiver. And as we've talked a lot about on this podcast, you know, we're obviously more than caregivers and we have our own identities. You know, we have our careers or we have our hobbies or you know, we just have like our own loves in life before, besides our children. And what they're saying is let's kind of change this stereotype, right? Like not all moms are going to be like that. It's okay if you are, and if you kind of chose that path, but don't just assume that your whole life basically revolves around your kids. And I actually kind of have like all of the above in my family. So one set of my parents, Literally, they moved across the country, my dad and stepmom. And, you know, like we check in, but like I, I, you know, months and months and months go by before I see them or talk to them and they're fine with it, right? Like they have, they're still working, they have their own thing going on. And then I have my mother-in-law and my mom who, you know, I see both of them every other day, right? Because they're just so like entrenched in our lives and they love it. Right. And, you know, and we're incredibly grateful because they are taking care of our children. But, you know, I have both sides of the spectrum. So that just goes to say that, indeed, you know, you can't just believe what you see on television. And I think that is like a 1950s idea. Right. 
Yeah. What, you know, what stood out to me is like, how come dads are never depicted as being empty nesters? Like, yeah, right. Kind of like a dad empty nester. What the what? Because he always had the career and the mom was like, oh, the one who was obsessed right. with it. He was always Caregiving. like, you know, I'm like working at the bank nine to five. So I'm exactly. not really, you know, I'm not missing out on that. I still got my, I got my, I'm working on my car in the driveway. (laughs) I think like it's going to be the, I think when my husband and I grow up that like, it's going to be like, my husband is probably going to be the one like constantly texting our children and like seeing if they want to hang out and like calling them. And like, I already made a joke the other day. I was like, you're going to have a spreadsheet of all of the potential like names for our future grandchildren. Aren't you? Like like, that's the type of like, (laughs) so you're right, Katie. Like. Yeah, what about like, the dads? Where's the sitcom com on the dads? Like, yeah. I never saw that one. <laughs> um, here's what I thought was crazy about this article. Um, I, I cannot wait until my children leave the house. Like, d- is it just because I have kids like in the like at my kids are little or like I to think me? So. Absolutely. To me, it, this is yeah. like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. These moms are upset that they can do whatever they want with their day. Like, I, I don't, know. this is so foreign to me. So foreign to me. And I know I love my children. I know someday maybe I'll think differently, but oh my gosh, as I'm reading this article, I'm like, what? They, just go to, just sleep in. Go for a walk. <laughs> like, do whatever you want to do. Like, you finally sleep for eight have, hours. like, your independence. I was, it was just funny to read this from this perspective of like, we just are obsessed with our kids and like want to be, and I'm in such a different place right now that this sounds like the most refreshing thing in the world. I I think the grass is always greener, right? Sure. So, you know, when your kids leave the house, you're wishing that they were, you're wishing these days back. And like, when you're in the thick of this, when you're in the weeds, like we are, you're, you're like wishing for days where you're going to the spa and going for a run and then like having brunch, having like a boozy brunch with friends. (laughs) Yes, that that's that great. Nice. perfect. That all sounds amazing. Um, I will Find tell you this though, I will be super sad if River moves far away. I've already, I've actually already had oh, really? discussions with Brian, like with River, River <laughs> with what, yeah, with Brian, what if River like moves to California? Oh, you can go too, you know. I mean, I just no, you can't you know. go. You're not invited. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like what that makes me a sitcom mom if I'm like moving to California with River. Right. See, it's funny. We've already talked about where we're going to retire. Like we don't, our kids can be wherever, like we're going to yeah, go retire I mean, somewhere fun. Yes and no. But I'm just, that's what's sad about having kids is like someday you have to like release them into the world and they can like go and have their own life without you. That kind of makes me a little sad. I won't lie. Yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not there. I might be like, maybe I am like a sitcom mom. <laughs> what if you turn out to be just like these moms, Katie? <laughs> I mean... You know, I'm heading, I'm heading down that path. I'm heading down that path. As long as I look as good as Kira Sedgwick at like, age, <laughs> like I'm like all in. Sign me I'm up. All in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So switching gears, I've got a mum, 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 mum this mum, week. Mum, 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 mum. Mom's the word. And this is actually something that Ingrid told me about. What? Um, uh, do you may not even remember this a long time ago, Ingrid, this kiwi crate 
Yeah. Um, I gave that, you. Yeah, you gave us one. And then my parents ended up getting the subscription for Ella Ray for Christmas. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, and we love them. We love them. Um, and I don't know which one. I think you can pick. Again, I didn't buy it. But I did look it up. It's sixteen ninety five a month. Um, so not too much. Um, and I think there's, there's always like deals and different things going on. So you could probably get it for cheaper, but this box comes in the mail. It's like the most exciting day at our house when the Kiwi box comes and it has a little activity, a project. I think you can choose like science or art. So either one that you want to fit your kids needs and it has a book that comes with it and it's just great. And it's to me, kind of higher quality stuff, right? It's not just something like that you would, I don't know, it it seems like good stuff. And um, it's like literally the highlight of my daughter's um, month when she gets her Kiwi box. Yeah, like for example, you, we had like a skeleton, like a paper skeleton and you like sew the organs together and like stick it on with Velcro. They made um, like uh, costumes the other day, like superhero costumes. Um, puppets, like made little puppets, and it's mm-hmm. so easy because they're all you know the instructions are there, and so it's you don't have to go buy all these supplies. Like who takes right. time to like go to Michaels and do all that? So yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. So if you need another little activity for your child while they're learning from home, I would strongly suggest it. So let's move on to the last article of the day. Um, the headline is. <clears throat> My husband and I grope each other in front of our kids, and here's why. So b- before... I love that headline. Quick, I like how you assigned this one to yourself. I, I, yeah. yeah no, I wonder, it, is Karen. there like a reason for this? Well, so there, there oh, is. There boy. is. So when we're discussing articles as we prepare and research and do all, the, all that many hours of work that we do to, to prepare for these amazing podcasts, um, I, I, I glanced at this headline and I thought, oh, yes, finally, something that I can relate to. I love this. I can definitely talk about this. I'll put it under my name. And then when I went back to read it through uh, the other day, I realized that I misread the headline. Okay. I thought it said, my husband and I gripe with each other in front of our kids. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, finally, other people are agreeing that it's okay to argue a little bit in front of your kids. And then I read the real article, and I'm like, oh, wow, I got nothing on that. No, this doesn't happen. No, no, nothing there. You do not identify with this article. Tell me if this this uh, sums up your relationship. I'll quote from the article. It's like little snacks throughout the day to keep us looking forward to the meal to come behind closed doors. (laughs) I mean, who? Guys, is this like, is this what, like, for real? I'm just gonna. Hey, wait. No. Here's another one. A little a little butt grabbing can go a long way in a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not a, like, not a day goes by when one of us doesn't cop a feel. That's like what? Gross. What? Like, did you, do, does anyone do this? Is this a I real thing? No. Are we like maybe we're just a bunch of prudes, you guys? I mean, well, I we are. Say, we're like, ew. Prudes, oh but. my, what? Cup of feel. Ooh. I, I mean, <laughs> also, like, that is the last thing on my mind when you're like, right? Like, when you're home with your husband and your yeah, the kids and your kids, like, dinner you know, and everything's you crazy. Don't have, like, a two year old. Yeah. Does like, she say? They're like 12. I think their kids are like. Well, older. and she said they've been together for 20 years. So oh, I'm guessing see? they don't have, like, they don't have, like, a three year old, right? But I they mean, have I suppose four it's kids. Possible. Well, I don't know. 
I mean, wow. we've been to, my husband and I have been together for 11 years or something. I mean, yeah, we've been together for 12 years. Look, I, I, but you haven't been love married this for 11 years and 12 years. Right, yeah, right, right. So, right. I mean, no, <laughs> I think this is a great article. She, really? she does say, like, listen, she says, like, look, I know I'm in the minority. Don't judge me. And I don't judge you. She's like, I don't think, like, you need to be, like, you know, like, grabbing your husband's tush when he's doing the dishes <laughs> in order to have, like, a successful marriage. Did but you just say tush? I thought it sounded yep. more appropriate. I don't know. It's a kid. It's like a bottom podcast. Yeah, bottom. We're not allowed to say butts in our house. So I don't know what I'm allowed to say on the podcast. But, you know, she's saying, like, look, you don't have to do these things necessarily to have, like, a happy relationship. But what she's saying is, you know, it's important for your kids to see all sides of your relationship. And I totally agree with that. I think it is important to show your children, like, what is love? Yeah. Like you're the number one, you're the first example in your children's life of like what love is. And I think that's incredibly important in how they're going to treat their future spouses. Don't you what, agree? I'm getting some bad luck for you guys. I know. What's that no, I'm just, I feel like that's lots of pressure. <laughs> it is. But I mean, this is part of our, our job as parents. I feel like, like we, the love that you have with your husband was there before you had the love for your children. And you need to show them, you know, like you are a happy family, right? Like, and I yeah. think maybe not groping is like the, the, the step, but like kissing your husband when he yeah, comes sure. home from the, from the nine to five bank job <laughs> from the bank job. and you've been scrubbing the floor all day <laughs> and he's about to go out and fix his car in the driveway. And then he, and then he heads off to golf and you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's still really important. And I think that this is, you know, I think the headline is attention grabbing and that's why we're reading it. But if you really, like, think about it, I think it has a really good message. No, and I think that's true. And I do yeah. think kids pay so much more attention than what you give them credit for. Even River, who's two and a half. And Brian and I hug. River will stand up and extend her arms and be like, hey, hey, hey. Like, she wants to be, like, wants involved in. in the family hug. And so yeah. it just lets you know that she's, like, she's taking notice, right? Like, mom and dad mm -hmm. are being affectionate. Um, but can I also say, Karen, I would like to give you a little shout out here. I think it's also okay to like gripe with your husband in oh, front of your kids you. as well. Oh thank yeah. You. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I, so my sister-in-law was telling me this story, you know, um, you know, Brian's parents, they're great. They're still together. Um, but she was saying that like when she was growing up, she never heard her parents argue. So when she argued with her husband, she was always like, I don't, this is really like, I don't know if this is like normal. Like I'm really concerned about it. And oh. I think what was happening, obviously, I'm sure Brian's parents were having disagreements, but they just never did it in front of the kids. And I think right. that, like, if you don't see that, like, hey, love means sometimes this is like when Unriver is like one of River's like crayon books. Love isn't always like <laughs> happy and bright, right? Like sometimes mm -hmm. love yeah. can be stormy and like, it's okay. You can like weather that storm as well. So Basically, I think what we're saying is just mm -hmm. let it all hang out in front of your kids. Yeah, just put you it can all gripe, out you can there, gripe, right? You can do whatever you, you want. You can gripe. You can do it all. Whatever you need do to it, do. Do it all. Okay, not at all. Not all of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are limits here, folks. There are limits. Okay, okay, sure. Win of the week. All right, guys, I have a win for you today. All yes. right, let's hear it. This Woo. is like I mean, the you've already win that I've been waiting. You're pregnant, but... Oh, this we're is right. like a second that's, win. Yeah. That's like a good, that's like a secondary win to this one. Oh. Um, mm. I have the opportunity to watch some Netflix lately. Mm. Ooh. And 
<laughs> kind That's of one in itself. Like, Kate, kind of like the song, the same like groping lines we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I recently started watching Bridgerton. <clears throat> okay. I love it. And yep, I like it. If you haven't been watching it, it's like, again, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? What are you even doing? I don't know. <laughs> Working. But, Raising um, three it's, children. It's, I mean, know. it's 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 like Shonda Rhimes, so the same person that did Grey's Anatomy, and it's like total oh. trash. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. But so, so what? As, as someone who's I've heard of it, but I've not seen any of it. Like, what is the the premise? Like, what's Ooh. the scoop? so? It's kind of like it's it's like mm, Crown meets what, Katie? Um, mm, like, like, like I, I think it's like, like Downton Abbey. It's like, like Downton Abbey. It's like Crown meets meets Bachelorette. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like Downton Abbey two with like sex. Yeah. Oh, Downton Abbey is is like a good show. Are they like, are they groping in the, in oh, the show? My. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to ask. This. Earlier, I said that it was like soft like porn and it was like well it's very soft and I was like I don't know how many episodes you're I'm in. only like one episode in oh, so like okay should this be my win because trust me I've like binged all of Bridgerton oh it I Brian walked in one day into the living room and he was very uncomfortable like <laughs> what is this like should you close the curtains like our tv faces out into the street and he was like god like bella our neighbor is gonna be like wonder it's like, like you know one o'clock in the afternoon on a wednesday he's gonna be like what, what is happening here what is it's like during river's nap time and, yeah like, the mailman yeah. comes and you're like oh my god she's calling. it's like it's very steamy um, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe we all need to watch the whole thing. <laughs> well, I am, I am newly into this Netflix watching experience, but now I'm excited. I, I would, I, would <laughs> I can say why. I think actually, I think Bridgerton could be the moms, um, and the win this week because yep. we highly recommend it and <laughs> it will make your day. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was a fun episode. Thanks for listening. Go right. watch some Bridgerton, apparently. Go watch some Bridgerton and then um, listen grope to this. Your husband. And, right, right. Listen to this, watch Bridgerton, <laughs> gripe and grope with your husband. Those are all the things we're recommending this week. All right, leave Have us a review week. and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.